Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of Regent Rewind. It is the 24th of June 2020 and today I wanted to talk about micro moments um, and how important they are and how easily they are missed. So I'm going to literally go through three micro moments in my life that have, in my opinion, changed the course of my life uh, and helped me end up, you know, running uh, Regent's branding. So um, I didn't actually start in digital marketing originally. I started in sales when I was 16. I got a job at Curry's uh, over Christmas and moved over to Curry's Digital and then PC World and then Tesco's and then eventually John Lewis and went on to their graduate scheme. So, you know, my teenage years were full of um, sales, being on the shop floor, retail and all that entails, um, both the good and bad. And um, one moment specifically in PC World really stood out to me and it kind of defined like how I run Regent Branding and the reason it's to me successful. Um, so I worked in PC World, right, like when I was about 17, just as a Saturday boy, and it's a hard sales environment. They don't hide that. Um, you have to hit your targets, you have to sell the insurance and everything. And I remember like every single week I'd come in like desperate to hit the targets, right? So I'm not at the bottom of the pack. And um, they had some very experienced, very capable salespeople on the floor. So it was, it was very, very competitive. And I remember when any, any customer used to ask for like a product, um, I would scribble the product code, so it's like a six digit code, on my hand with a, with a black pen and then run off to a computer to check if we had it in stock. And if we did, I'd grab it and try and sell it to them. If we didn't, I'd tell them. Now, I didn't have great success in my first few weeks. And as I was going home one day, I was like sitting in the car um, being sort of dropped off home and I looked at my hand which was absolutely covered in ink like every single day my hand would be absolutely covered in these numbers you couldn't even see my skin like it was absolutely covered and I thought if I was buying something and the salesperson jotted the number on their hand maybe it looks unprofessional and maybe it looks like I'm winging it so the next week I came in and I just made one small change and I like I got a notepad like a little, little thin one that you can put in your pocket and when anyone asked, oh, so where's this product? Do you have it? I'd say, just give me one second. And I'd write it down, tear off the paper and say, I'll be right back. And it didn't double my sales or anything, but it definitely improved them. And I could sense a more positive reaction from the customer as well, because I think they felt they were in safer hands. So that taught me the small things really matter when it comes to presentation. Like they really, really matter. People notice a lot of small things rather than sometimes one big thing. Um, and that's something I've taken forward in every interaction I have in person and online. We try and uh, live by that mantra as well. Um, now, a second experience I had in PC World again, which really, really defined me. And to be honest, my career trajectory as well. Um, I remember an elderly couple came in and they needed a laptop, right? So I sell them this laptop and I'm like, you know, it's got all these features and everything. I give them a demo, it took about 20 minutes and eventually they're like, yeah, we'll buy it. And I'm like, great. So I go and check and, you know, the last one's just been sold. We're completely out of stock. The area is out of stock. Now, this old lady really had her heart set on that laptop. And she said, you know, I really, really like this laptop. I need it. Um, can I get it from anywhere else? And I said, well, you know, maybe you can go to um, a different shop. You know, maybe John Lewis do it. You know, they were our main competitor at the time. But I, I thought, you know what, she's going to get her laptop one way or another. We're out of stock. No nearby store has any. So, yeah, why don't you try John Lewis? And she said, oh, um, I, I'm not quite, I'm new to this area. I don't live in the city. So could you explain to me like where it is? Can you give me directions? And I said, yeah, sure. And I like, start talking and I'm like, you know what? Let me just write them down for you. And so she was so appreciative. Her and her husband were so grateful. So I, I walk over to the computer terminal like, behind the till 
And I thought, you know what? I'll just print out Google Maps. Like I'll print out whatever directions are on Google Maps and they'll get to John Lewis in time before it shuts. So I go on Google Maps and I'm like, PC World to John Lewis. Um, probably tripped some sort of alert in their headquarters because they're like, why is someone asking how to get from PC World to John Lewis? But um, I, uh, I, I sort of printed off all the pages. There were like four pages. And as they're coming off the printer, um, one of the top salespeople, uh, he comes over and he's like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just printing off, uh, you know, some directions to help people get to, um, to John Lewis. And he was like, wait, are they, are they buying something? And I was like, no, we, we don't have it in stock. So I'm going to help them because they, um, you know, they, they, they need help getting there. And he was like, no, we never do that. We don't help them. They're not buying anything. Why on earth are you helping them? Just get rid of them. Move on to the next person. And I was like, no, no, like, I, I think we should help them because we've built up a rapport and everything. And he was like, there's no ROI in this. You shouldn't be doing it. This is why you'll never be successful at sales. And I was like, well, you know, maybe, maybe they'll go to John Lewis. Maybe they'll buy the laptop. But maybe when they're talking to family friends, uh, they'll say they had a positive experience at PC World and they weren't hard sold to maybe that'll actually bring more people back in because they'll spread they'll spread a positive word. And he was like, yeah, but we can't track that. We can't trace it. It can't go on your record. And I was like, yeah, but I, I, I'm going to do it this way. So like, I grabbed the papers, go over to the, to the elderly couple, give it to them. And they're like super appreciative and grateful, right? And they walk off. And he, the salesperson was like, you know what? Shouldn't have done it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, I think even if we don't get immediate money out of these guys today and it doesn't look good on your damn spreadsheet, maybe they'll come back or maybe they'll just refer you. You know, this, this is how businesses are built, in my opinion. It's good word of mouth, it's positivity, it's feeling safe in the customer experience, right? Um, so we politely disagreed with each other. He wasn't like, you know, nasty or anything. We were actually friends and, you know, he just we just disagreed on this point. Um, and then it kind of like it planted a seed in my mind and I'm like you know maybe I should try applying to um to different places now I I'm not going to be sanctimonious and say because of this I applied to John Lewis it was part of the reason but I'm gonna it's super embarrassing but the reason I actually applied to John Lewis as a Saturday boy was because one of my mates in PC World was like you know what Hamza like you should work in John Lewis. And I went, why? Is, it, is the pay better? Is it because of the customer service? And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, in Queensgate, which is our, which is our shopping centre in Peterborough, he's like, in John Lewis, you get to wear a suit. You be suited and booted. You can wear a tie. You can do up your jacket. You can wear really good boots. And there is an escalator that runs from outside John Lewis down into Queensgate. And he said, you know what, if you and during your lunch break, if you go down the escalator and put your hand on the side and you've got your tie on, you just look really cool. Like he was like, you look like a boss. And I was like 17. So I was like, hey, I want to look like a boss. Right. So I applied to John Lewis. <laughs> so I like changed the entire trajectory of where I was because I thought this he like sold me this dream of going down the escalator with my hand on the side, like in a really nice suit. And I was like, I want that. So I, I applied. Now, I got through to the interview stage. I'd actually like unsuccessfully applied many times before, but I got through. And in the final interview, they were like, you know, give us an example of good customer service. And I used that example of printing off Google Maps. And I was like, you know, I, I sent customers to a different retailer because I didn't say John Lewis because I thought then it would totally sound fake. But um, I said I sent people to a different retailer and I printed, off, printed them off instructions because um, I thought it was the right thing to do. And they were like, no, that's that's absolutely right. That's exactly what John Lewis is about. We help the customer even though they're not buying. We, you know, we'll help them because our brand is built on customer service. And I was like, thank you, I get it, right? 
Um, they offered me the job and I ended up working there for three years and it was, uh, I had the best time, you know, amazing team. Uh, we had really good laughs on Saturdays and, you know, we, we did a great job as well. We broke all sort of records, um, you know, week on week, we tried to improve uh, our, our sales performance and everything. It was more like a game to us as well because we were only there one day a week. We came in very energetic. Um, you know, I got to play with the latest tech and everything, which was great. Um, but obviously, like, time moves on, right? So I went to uni and I was still working at John Lewis. And turns out that, like, during my time at John Lewis, I think I was in second year of uni, so it was like 2012, and this lady came in and she was like, oh, I, I need to buy... Um, a MacBook Air and uh, I was like yeah sure so I like I you know I served her and I made sure that she was happy and at the end she was like like this has been the best customer experience and I was like oh no that's just John Lewis right that's like what you should expect um back then and um she was like no like I really appreciate you taking the time out and you explained things to me and I was like yeah no worries at all and she walked off I totally forgot about her right now fast forward three years and I'm coming back um, on the train from Victoria because I got into the John Lewis graduate scheme. And I'm like shattered. It's like 7 p.m. I'm on this train going back to Peterborough and I'm like shuffling through the, the aisles right of, of the train and I'm trying to find a seat. And literally this hand just comes out and grabs my bag and pulls it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm being mugged. And I was like, oh, look, it's in a train. So this will be interesting because where are they going to run to? The doors are shut. And I look around and it's an old lady. And I was like, oh, like, can I help you, mama? You're right. And she literally pointed at me and went, John Lewis. And I was like, what? And she was like, you sold me a MacBook Air and John Lewis a few years ago. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm okay, cool. Um, and I look at her and I'm like, what's your name? And she like, re I recognized the voice for some weird reason. And I was like, oh yeah, I do remember. Like, uh, you know, she was quite a nervous customer and like I helped her out. And she literally started announcing to the train this guy, I, he sold me a laptop in John Lewis. And she basically became a billboard for John Lewis without realising, because she was basically saying, John Lewis, John Lewis on the, in the train. And everyone's kind of looking around and nodding. And she was just like singing my praises on the train. And I felt super uncomfortable. So I kind of like shuffled past and I was like, you know, I hope your laptop's doing well, goodbye. And um, I just thought like that micro moment of, you know, just being nice to her led three years later, not an immediate ROI, three years later, to stop me on a train, which I don't know how we were on the same train at the same times, total coincidence. And she started talking about her experience. And within those three years, she must have spoken about her experiences to so many other people as well. Meaning the experience people have with your brand every single day, every single second is something they're going to share, whether it's good or bad. And Steve Jobs used to call it the brand bank. He said, every positive experience puts money into the brand bank or like a unit, every negative experience takes uh, one unit out you want to put stuff into the brand bank because then people are confident in your brand they like it they want to share it with their friends and family now these experiences you know the printer at pc world the interview at john lewis the, the lady on the train they kind of moved forward with me and that's how i run regent branding so we've got like you know 35 staff we're lucky enough to work with some pretty pretty big clients and we do things like when we get rejected for a pitch I personally send a document to people uh, and say, you know, we're not going to be working together this time and that's okay, but 
just watch out for these things with whoever you work with. So it's stuff like don't overpay for hosting, uh, make sure that your social ads are running properly, make sure you've installed your Facebook pixel. It's like 10 things. And to be honest, like if it's a website contract, we've got the 10 things. If it's a Facebook contract, we've got like 10 things. So, but I, I tailor them to their business and I send it across like obviously for free because I'm not working with them. And every single time I've had a response saying, like, wow, thank you. We can now use this with whoever we are going to be working with. I'd say like 20% of the time, so not massive. They come back a bit later on and say, you know, you, you helped us that one time. Could you help us with this maybe? Or that contract fell through, so could you help out? Or, um, you know, I've moved on to a different company now and I just want to work with you because you just helped me that time. It was just all value driven, meaning I, I think the best businesses give as much value as humanly possible for free. You know, just say, here's as much value as we can muster. And then right at the end, they might ask for something back. And I'm talking at the end, not the second, third, fourth, fifth interaction. I'm talking about the 10th interaction. They can ask for something. Um, and that to me is how, uh, you know, a, a successful business should run. And naturally, you know, we're not just like super nice to everyone. The results speak for themselves as well. We have a really talented team and the work we do is technically sound. So I'm confident enough to be, you know, pitching out these sort of um, reverse proposals, so to speak and say, you know, if you're not working with us, just look after these things and make sure that you, you stay sharp. Um, so those have worked, those, you know, sort of lessons have stayed with me. Even tiny micro moments, like if we don't reply in time on the website, um, you know, we, we give the customer a box of Krispy Kremes. We've done it twice where we didn't reply in time. They got a box of Krispy Kremes. Naturally, we've turned it off at the moment because of COVID-19 and offices aren't open. Um, so don't go onto the website and try and get free Krispy Kremes. Um, we do reply quite quickly, but um, it's something that was fun, timely, something that no one else was doing. And plus, it shows we care because it's a game, right? Like a lot, a lot of the time, if the customer says, oh, you replied in time, but it looks like I'm not getting my Krispy Kremes, like we'll buy them a box when we see them in person next and be like, as a joke, yeah, here, have them anyway, right? It's, it's like a 12 quid a box or something and it builds invaluable amazing critical trust with potential customers so like if you could say hey give me 12 quid and i'll give you the trust of a customer everyone would be buying that but it's not a commodity it has to be thought out it has to be emotional it has to be sensitive and uh, and targeted so that's kind of like today's regent rewind micro moments and i guess empathy within sales and marketing you know every sales and marketing interaction there's a person at either end we forget that it's not a pixel it's not a a design that's been, you know, uh, optimized to its hilt. It's not um, SEO campaigns. It's not PPC. There is a person at either end. All this stuff fits in the middle. But if a person at the end feels like you care about them, they're more willing to work with you. If they feel that you're just a number to them, hey, there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of other companies out there, and competition is fierce. So it's best that we keep hold of our customers and treat them like royalty. To be honest. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's Regent Rewind. Have a lovely week. Stay safe, and I will hopefully. See you next week.